the Jazz hang around tonight and beat the Toronto Raptors. Is Colin Sexton going to be the point guard of the future for the Utah Jazz? Ochai Ogbaji gets a start. And the real question is, will Russell Westbrook ever put on a Jazz uniform? We're about to dive into it live on Twitter and YouTube. Let's go, baby. So the Jazz hang on just long enough to make a run in the fourth quarter. Pretty impressive, actually, uh, because this is kind of who the team was at the beginning of the season. They they just fought and didn't give up easily, which we weren't used to last year. It's, it's nice to see these guys have some fight. Um, I know the overall feeling on last podcast was, hey, now we're we're tanking, you know? Um, and I had mixed feelings on winning this game because the whole time we were losing, um, pretty heavily, I'll go down to, to show you the numbers. I mean, look at this Raptors led the entire game. The jazz led one time. Oh, what was first quarter times tied was two lead changes were three. And then at the end, we just, it's like the Raptors went cold and the Jazz started getting the ball rolling their way. And these guys fought in the last few minutes and, and pulled it off. Um, so the whole time I was watching the game, right, their biggest lead was 14. They felt like they were in control. And I was okay with losing. I, I was okay with, yeah, we're tanking. I'm okay with trying to get a top five pick. Let's do it. <laughs> and... They pull this off, man. And so my other thought is, you know, with the the latest rumblings, uh, and I'll pull this tweet up from Tony Jones on The Athletic, is that Russell Westbrook might be open to playing in Utah. I don't know if that's just the right thing to say, but it does, what I will say is it does feel like it's been a long time for them to try and figure out whether they're buying him out or not. Uh, whether that be him being a little bit, uh, what's the right word? Resistant to play in Utah or whether that be money on what Danny Ainge and the Jazz are wanting to actually pay him <clears throat> for the buyout. There's rumblings that, you know, Chicago and Clippers are interested in him. Um, so, yeah, I think right now both sides are being cordial about it, uh, seeing what's going to happen. But I want to read this this tweet from Tony Jones on The Athletic because most of us, I think, just said, yeah, there's no way that Russell Westbrook's ever going to put on a Jazz jersey, especially what's happened. But... Personally, I wanted to. We we on we started a little thread, or I started a thread on 
basketball saying, hey, if you want to see Russell Westbrook put on a jazz uniform, tag him in this tweet. And we had quite a few people. I wish it would have blown up more. But you never know if that sways a, a person, them looking at their social media and saying, hey, maybe these guys really do want me here. Maybe I had one bad run-in with a fan that got banned for life. And, uh, you know, not not every jazz fan is an idiot like a few. I mean, there's idiots in every fan base. Let's, I mean, it, it just no matter where you go, right? So I'm not calling jazz fans idiots, but I'm saying there are idiots that say stupid stuff, uh, whether they're intoxicated or just a-holes. And I think that we should give Russell Westbrook a chance, but also Russell Westbrook should give us a chance because I really think that this jazz fan base will just fall in love with Russell Westbrook. Imagine him just going downhill, um, dunking the ball on someone, just yamming it home. And I don't think, I don't know if he'll ever return to his MVP caliber play, but the dude, I believe pretty sure was a top 75 player all time in the nba let me double check that because i know i know he's wearing one of those coats and sorry i'm reading this it says uh tony jones here's the 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 report if you're on youtube um play with the jazz under limited playing time oh these are russell westbrook's choices as of friday afternoon Per Tony Jones, play with the Jazz under limited playing time, seek a buyout, and then be a free to sign with any team. Let's click on this. I did just sign up for the Athletic. Yeah, I don't think that he would. Why would why would he be signed to the Jazz or the Jazz keep him and then have limited playing time? That doesn't make sense. Like, I think it would be fantastic to see him and Jordan Clarkson together, maybe even him, Jordan Clarkson, and Sexton at the same time. I mean, imagine the chaos that would bring. It would bring chaos. <laughs> I think it would be incredibly entertaining to have those three on the floor, and then you got Walker, Kessler, and Lowry. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's a priority to win right now. In the press conference today, Justin Zanuck said, you know, we have – an incredible amount of flexibility if we need to pull off a blockbuster trade that's what these trades were setting up and i couldn't agree more i think a lot of jazz fans were pissed about the trades but if you truly dug into it and understood it I'm not saying that i understood it perfectly but i got what they were trying to do and they created what 60 million in cap space we've got all these assets to go make a trade it was incredibly hard to get a first-round pick. Uh, I, I believe there were nine that were moved around, but ours was uh, only a top four protected. These other ones, I, I don't believe, were as good as the one we got. I'd have to dive into it a little bit more. But what I'm getting at is the Jazz are loaded to go make a blockbuster trade or a deal if need be. And, you know, we're sitting here saying how terrible the rebuild is, but... We haven't been through a true rebuild and not one with a, 
a GM like Danny Ainge that's able to pull this stuff off. And if there's any GM and owner that might be able to sway Russell Westbrook to stay here in Utah, I also believe it's them as well. Um, you know, with All-Star Weekend coming here, maybe they're just trying to get through All-Star Weekend, have Russell experience that before they finalize whether he wants to get bought out or not. I think that'll be a huge thing for Russell to see the city, see its people. Um, and I, <laughs> let's be honest, him and Clarkson is the fashion duo of the Utah Jazz after Ryan Smith just signed this big deal with this this company will be fun. I've been throwing around the nickname Fire and Ice. Obviously, Jordan's flamethrower, so he'd probably be fire. Ice makes sense for Russell because, you know, his shooting's not the best, but he, he can have ice in his veins if he needs to. So, Fire and Ice, baby. Let's make it happen in Utah. Uh, let's, let's read this article. So... What does this let's let's go through this. We are open to every possibility, Jazz General Manager Justin Zanuck said on Friday afternoon. The Jazz have made it a point to be transparent on where they are as an organization and to put the proverbial ball on Westbrook's court. They respect what Westbrook has been able to accomplish as a player. So in meetings with his presenta- representation including agent Jeff Schwartz, they wanted to give Westbrook a say and some control over what happens next in his process as a player. Which makes sense. I mean, come on, like this isn't br- groundbreaking yet. <laughs> so what does this mean? The Jazz let Westbrook and his camp know that playing time could be sporadic if he does indeed decide to play for the franchise. Which I I don't get why... Yeah, I don't get that. Why would it be sporadic? Because our... our from the feel of tonight's game, they played Doak, they played Fontecchio. Um, are they trying to figure out what they have in these other players? Is that why Westbrook's playing time would be sporadic? Um, because I don't feel like that would be something that Westbrook would be too fond of unless he just wants to rest up his body. I don't know. I mean, you do have Colin Sexton, but would you play Colin Sexton over Westbrook? I would play them together. I think it would. I think that would be pure chaos. And then throwing Jordan Clarkson, um, or have or have Sexton back him up. The article goes on to continue to say, Utah Jazz just traded away Beasley, Conley, Vanderbilt. They did so in part because they needed to clear playing time to find out what they have in some of their. Oh. I guessed it right. <laughs> I haven't read this article yet, I promise. To find out what they have in their younger players. At this point, guard spot Westbrook's dominant position. The Jazz are going to give heavy minutes to Colin Sexton and Taylor Horton Tucker going forward. Which, Tucker had a nice game. I'm really glad that we kept Tucker. I liked him more than Nah, although Nah was coming into his own. Like I just think Taylor Horton Tucker is a bigger body can hold his own on defense and switch between positions more than Na could. And he he's had some really great glimpses of what he can be. I've always said <clears throat> there's similarities of him and Darren Williams. I'm not saying he is Darren Williams or can be. I'm saying there's similarities in the way that they play and the, the way their body moves and everything. Um, 
The article goes on to say, and what that means is Westbrook, if he decides to play with the Jazz, may actually accrue some did-not-plays. I mean, how tight is Tony Jones on this this story? Like, is this is this how the Jazz presented it to Russell Westbrook? Hey, man, listen, we really want you here, but uh, your playing time might be sporadic, and you might get some DNPs. Just we're trying to figure out our our team. Doesn't I don't know? Doesn't seem like a, too much of a compelling pitch if you're trying to keep. Uh, a former MVP candidate and really one of the top players in the league. I know that everybody looks at him as a headache, which he, he possibly could be and totally just destroy this team, which I'm fine with too because then that gets us closer to the tank, right? Gets us a better draft pick. I just want it for the entertainment purposes. Like, yeah, I, I, moving forward, I think that this would get a different... As far as marketing for the Jazz, this would get a different type of fan in the seat and sell more tickets just to come see Russell Westbrook because one thing he is is entertaining. Um, that can be tough for that can be a tough spot for a veteran as a proud as Westbrook to be in. What Westbrook and his representation have appreciated is the fact that the Jazz have been upfront and honest about where they are as a team and an organization. Following the trade deadline, this is a team that's going to invest in its younger player, its younger players. That's the reality of it, which we should. But really, the the younger players that we're focused on most right now, and maybe they feel like Tht and Doak can be a piece. I mean, Doak played played really well tonight, and he really hasn't had a chance. I know he's had injuries as well, but like the times that he got it, he's a big dude that can just be in the paint. And his movement looked better tonight. He he looked like he knew more where to be. So I I'm okay if they they see a piece in that. They might see something in Damian Jones as well. Um so these are Westbrook's choices as of Friday afternoon. He can decide to play with the Jazz, which could mean the least amount of minutes he's played in his NBA career. I don't see that happening if he stays, that he would get the least amount of minutes. I think Coach Hardy wants to win, and Coach Hardy would put him on the floor. I also think he could teach, he could bring a mentality to these guys that we have, and it, it would be incredibly contagious on how to be, be an aggressive NBA player. And let's be honest, Lowry Marketing could use that. Uh, Colin Sexton has that, but Ochai could use the aggressiveness. Uh, and, and just kind of like that killer mentality that, that Westbrook brings to the table. Um, the Jazz are happy with keeping him on the roster and Westbrook it, Westbrook simply going home. There won't be any hard feelings either way. If Westbrook chooses the route, the Jazz would completely understand and they would support his deci decisions. His decision. The pros of that decision for Westbrook are multiple. Obviously, he would still get paid his full contract. The Jazz would also accrue Westbrook's bird rights over the summer, which would then open the sign-and-trade route, possibly benefiting both parties. See, and this is what I thought all along, is why buy him out to not play any where you might have him as a trade piece? And everyone's saying his contract expires, but if he has bird rights, then the Jazz still have some type of right to Westbrook, and there's other teams out there, so why just... Why just 
do a sign and trade and then let Clippers or the Bulls go and pick him up for nothing. Like we gave you know, we gave away four four of our players to get this. Like let's let's use this strategically and I I trust Danny well. Um, but I don't think that the average and casual jazz fan understands this. Um, where was I on this? But Westbrook, for how ugly his tenure with the Lakers ended earlier in the week, had a good season. He, in my mind, was winning games for the Lakers. And <laughs> being LeBron's teammate probably isn't easy as he loves the spotlight as you saw when Anthony Davis was sitting on the bench as he broke the scoring title. Um, you know, Westbrook wants to win. He got in a, he got in an argument with Ham during halftime uh, of the game where, where LeBron broke the scoring record. And I can only imagine that it was probably centered around how they were trying to get LeBron the ball to break the scoring title instead of focusing on the game winning. Because they stopped the game with 10 seconds left in the third quarter and had a whole ceremony. And then the next game yesterday, he shows up in a tuxedo, doesn't even play, but does a whole ceremony again. Like <sighs> drives me nuts with the NBA and, and, and LeBron. Like what, if you're going to, if you're going to do a ceremony in the middle of a game and, then you do another ceremony before the next game. Like, we get it. You broke the scoring title. It's awesome. Good job. You deserve it. You're an incredible player. But, like, how many ceremonies do we need? Are we going to do another one next game? <laughs> I'm getting fired up, bro. Fire me up, dog. <laughs> All right. Let's try and finish this freaking article so we can talk about tonight's game. Because we're just talking about Westbrook. But I feel like it's... It's what's on everybody's mind right now, at least mine. Um, he's shown a willingness to come off the bench. He's largely proven to have enough talent and ability to be an NBA player after his current contract expires. And he's shown a willingness to do that, what his team asks of him. So if he doesn't play another game this season, general managers at free agency time this summer will well remember what he's done to this point. If he plays for the Jazz and he isn't the rotation, isn't in the rotation every night, that could have the ability to skew things for him in that matter. That's a good point. Westbrook could alternatively seek the buyout that's been reported to be imminent and give some money back on his contract. And then he would be free to sign with any team already. There are reports of other teams who are willing to sign the high-octane guard. That would give Westbrook the runway to sign with a team that benefits, that better fits his timeline of wanting to play for a championship contender. The Jazz are not placing a deadline and a decision for Westbrook. League sources told The Athletic the decision could come at any time, but that decision is his to make. The Jazz will move forward accordingly uh, with Westbrook's, dis whatever Westbrook makes his choice. Oh, oh my gosh. So basically it's in, in Westbrook's hands. Um, which is probably smart on the Jazz's end. You know, you don't want to force a player and just be like, hey, sorry, man, we traded for you. You're our asset. Play here. Because with a, with a personality like Westbrook, I mean, it, that could get ugly easily. So this is the right thing to do. Um, I think 
from a pitch standpoint, though, it's like, hey, man, we see your talent. You see what we've done with Lowry. We can put you in the correct position. We we think that we can be a championship contending team in two to three years. We see you being a piece in that. Um, you know, we've got all these assets. If we need to make a blockbuster trade, we can. We freed up some cap space to possibly re-sign you. I don't know what he would want or uh, could demand on the market, but I would approach it more, and maybe the Jazz did, and, and this is not being relayed to the public. Like, we want to win, and I think that's how you get Westbrook. We want to win, and we think you could be a piece, the leader of this, and... <clears throat> I'm not sure Westbrook wants to try and align with any other stars. I mean, he's tried that, right? And you see how it's been going for all these other guys, Durant and Harden and um, <clears throat> you name it, these stars that have, have tried to align and it's just fallen apart. I think Westbrook's mentality would better fit. Like, I want to I wanna prove to all these guys that I'm better than them specifically LeBron and the Lakers. Like, <laughs> I think that would sweeten the deal for him if he could do it in Utah. <coughs> but we don't know how he feels about Utah. Maybe maybe his mind has changed with the change in, in the front office and the ownership. And maybe Jordan Clarkson's in his ear saying, hey, man, it's, it's really great here. Like, I love it here. I want to stay here. And if you came here, it would make me want to stay even more. I, I could see Clarkson and, and Westbrook being buds, man, freaking dressing up in some weird-ass outfit before the game. <laughs> they might even dress in one that matches. Who knows? Um, a natural deadline of March 1st does exist. So there is a natural deadline. This is the first time I've heard this. That's the NBA's deadline to be on a roster in order to be able to participate in the postseason. So... It's February 10th. You've got a while. Uh, if he wants to, you know, get a buyout and sign with another team, it sounds like it needs to be March 1st. But the Jazz are currently in a four-game trip that goes to Toronto, New York, Indiana, and Memphis. After that is All-Star Weekend. And after that, the Jazz have a few games before, before March 1st. So that should presumably give Westbrook enough time to weigh the pros and cons of what, whatever he wants to do. The Jazz, excuse me. The Jazz have been happy that the two sides have been so amicable at this point and happy with Westbrook's professionalism. Now the two sides just have to work through the entire process and uh, until the process comes to a conclusion, whichever conclusion that is. Great article, Tony Jones. I really enjoyed Tony's stuff, and he's one of my favorite Jazz follows. Um, so yeah, that's that's where we're sitting at with Russell Westbrook. And from that article, sounds like the ball's in his court. Um, as Jazz fans, I, I mean, I'm going to go back to my profile here on Twitter. I would love if you guys retweet this. If you want Westbrook in Utah, as a Jazz fan, like, he's got to be looking, you know, what Jazz fans are saying about him. I haven't seen anything negative from Jazz fans on Twitter yet. I'm sure there's something out there. But why would we not want this guy to give it a shot? What do we have to lose to let to see 
what Westbrook can be. So <clears throat> let me find my tweet here. Freak, maybe I need to pen this thing. Um, go retweet. Tag Russell Westbrook. Say, Russ, we want you in Utah. We want you here. The fans want you here. We want to be entertained by one of the best players in the league. And if you don't think he's the best, one of the best players in the league, uh, you're smoking. Maybe he can't shoot, but the dude brings something that, that most of NBA players cannot bring. And I truly believe the Lakers were getting better because of him. I think they're going to get worse with D'Angelo Russell because he plays at a different pace. He's He needs the ball more. Uh, he doesn't play defense as well as Westbrook. As much as you hate Westbrook's personality and attitude, if he was on this team, I think you would love it. I think Jazz fans would just love the attitude that he brings. It's easy to hate him when you're playing against him, but it's the same thing with Patrick Beverly. Like, if Patrick Beverly would have played here, I think the Jazz fans would have <laughs> just ate it up especially you know when he if he's guarding Kevin Durant and all the way up in him and and just making things frustrating for other players <clears throat> let me see I, I can't find this tweet guys Russ oh here we go I'm gonna shout out whoever's whoever's tweeted back at this Quinn at Mooney underscore KP says <coughs> Russ West hope you stay here in Utah bro purple heart the purple heart. <laughs> Not a literal purple heart, but the emoji. Uh, let's check out who else. Oh, 300. Jizzy B, he's in the, he's in the Twitter space right now. Uh, why not? He says. And I say, Jasketball. That's me. Yeah, Russ, why wouldn't you? You and Jordan Clarkson would be fire and ice. Teams wouldn't know what to do. Brian B, I'm all for it. Brian B, what up? I know that, oh yeah, you're still here in the space. He uh, he replied, said, I'm all for it. Never thought I'd say that, but here we are. Hey, Brian, if you could go back to that and just tag Russ in it, I think the more that we tag Russ in these comments, the more likely it is that he'll see that Jazz fans actually want him here. <clears throat> um... Brandon Rose at BMS man, please Russ West stay. And he's got a little gif of Russ saying, "Hey, <laughs> hey, okay." Corey at Corey Blue twenty four, come rock the baby in Utah, Russ. Let's do it. Let's rock some babies to sleep. Let's rock some little babies to sleep, bro. <clears throat> and I replied, rock that baby. Garth Gagner. Gagner? Gagner? You got the butterflies next to your name? At Gurr22. Come play, Russ. With a gif of a, a fan jumping up and down, kind of praying. <laughs> if you haven't prayed, baby, now's the time to start praying. Pray for Russ. You open to opinion, bro, or just speaking solo? No, we're going to open this up, Brian, in just a second. Sorry. Uh, usually we open it up quicker, but I, I had to read that article. So if you want to speak, go ahead and request on the space, and I'll get you approved. Dallin, can you be my co handy-dandy co-host? The co-host train, baby. 
Let me add you as a co-host. Hang on. Ah, uh, freak. These stupid soundboards. Hang on, Brian. We're going to get to you. I got to do this because I've got all these other... Dallin, I just sent you a co-host. Can you approve Brian and then... Um, I just want to get through these ads and then we'll we'll get over to Brian on it on his uh, opinion. I am here. What up? Jazz Nation would love Russ in a jazz jersey. Yes, we would. And it would put the stigma down that not every guy that's on the last year of his contract that we trade for would not want to play in Utah. And especially coming from him because of his past history of uh having those racial slurs yelled to him during the playoff game would go a long way for the jazz organization trust me yeah i think it would i think that's what danny and ryan see as well um so let me get through well, these we have brian b he's ready to talk so. yeah brian hang on hang tight real quick i'm just going to get through these and then we're heading to you uh wyatt orison says we need a triple double in utah suit up Dude, a walking triple-double is what he is. Dallin Orcutt, here we go, baby. Here's yours with a gif. Uh, Westbrook in the Thunder uh, uniform playing the guitar, the air guitar. Come on, Wes. Jazz Nation will love you when you put on that jazz jersey and go to war with this team and show everyone you still got many big games and years left in the tank. <coughs> Monique. B, why not? Russ is wildly entertaining and a good guy. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I think he has a bad stigma on him of being, like, a terrible guy. Like, he he's been, he was pretty professional in L.A. There might have been some stuff going on behind the scenes, but we never heard about it. So, you know, he, he him and Braun probably didn't get along. <laughs> Alex says, let's get it, Russ. Nathaniel Rognan, he tagged Russ. That helps. Thanks. Okay, Brian. You're on, bro. The mic is yours. You've got... Well, you've never been on, so I'm going to give you unlimited amounts of time to, to share your opinion. Go ahead. All right. I appreciate it. So, my perspective on Russ, up until probably he went to the Lakers, I wasn't a big fan. I had nothing to do with his ability or his skill. More so, like, uh, the stat padding, whatever. But I think at this point in his career, with not having a ring, but being on teams with superstars where uh, I'm shocked he doesn't have a ring, I think in Utah it's his best option because he gets to not ball out selfishly, but show other teams that he can uh, distribute the ball for more than just triple doubles to get wins, to get to the playoffs, whatever. Um, and I honestly believe that he would have an interest in staying here because he gets to complete his contract, which shows maturity to the other 29 teams. He gets to be a leader in the locker room for our young guys. Um, I don't think he'd be coming off the bench personally. I think he'd be a starter and I think he'd have at least, I don't know, 27, 28 minutes at least a game and uh, all those are incentives for him going into his next contract. I don't think he wants this to be his last contract, even though he may not win a ring here. Um, it opens the door for franchises that are looking and are, and, and are very close to winning a ring 
to giving him that big contract, uh, even if it's his last one. But I don't think he wants to go out on a bad note or leave a sour taste in Utah's mouth, the league's mouth, whatever, um, just by being petty and being like, I don't want to be here. So, like, I I wouldn't be shocked if he decided to finish the season here as long as Hardy was willing to give him the minutes that he deserves. And I honestly don't think it would be the... the, the uh, triple-double threat that he's been his whole career. I think he would be a team player, more more uh, mature, more caring about his teammates, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I, honestly, I honestly think it would be a good fit for our young squad. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Thanks for sharing. Um, I think both sides are probably playing it well. Uh, Russ's agent, of course, is going to coach him on how to handle this situation but the fact that like if you think back to the derrick rose situation he was immediately bought out wasn't even thought about being brought in and for it to go as long as it has i know it's only been a day but even with the reports coming out of saying you know they're open to it i think there's a chance i really do and i think part of that article saying you know, he might not get playing time or might not get, get DNPs. I think that's just kind of uh, <laughs> protecting, I don't know, the fans' expectations or or maybe, I, I don't know. It, it, that was kind of a weird comment in that article because I don't see Russ just agreeing to be like, yeah, I'll, I'll be all right getting some DNPs unless he wants to rest or something. I don't know. But uh, we got to... <laughs> we got Calvin next if you want. Yeah, Callie, we're going to get to you right after this. I'm going to get to this YouTube comment because this, this is a great point. <laughs> she says, uh, <laughs> THT wears number zero. Jordan Clarkson wears double zero. So would if Russell Westbrook put on a jazz uniform, would he wear triple zero? <laughs> Who's going to wear all the zeros on this team? Uh, yeah, what number? If Russ, I, if, I think he would wear eight in tribute to Kobe because he was an L.A. kid. That's fair. Yeah. It, it, that's, that's a good question. If, if Russ does put on a, a jersey, maybe we could start that debate. What number is he going to wear? Um, Callie, we're going to head over to you. Mike's yours, man. Go ahead. Uh, so Russell Westbrook, um, I think I'm in agreement with, uh, with pretty much a lot of the comments that were, that were said. I think it's a opportunity to rehabilitate his, his play. Um, because I mean, I really don't, I, I, I erase what he's done at the lake with the Lakers. I don't even really think about that because it's kind of unique situation and he was really not able to be himself probably for the first time in his career because when you look at what he did in washington when he kind of they started to figure some stuff out towards the second half of the season they were one of the best teams in the league so um this i mean i'm sure uh wade and 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 ryan smith are you know open probably for him to stay here because if he stays here and there's no issues because I know there's a lot of people like us that might, you know, say, you know, come play, et cetera, and stuff like that. There are a lot of people that, you know, he has that first bad game, they'll be all over him, at least on social media. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunities. I mean, the guy moves the ball. And I, every place, like even when he was in Houston, his issue with James Harden was James Harden was lazy and 
like he'd show up late for practices and Russell Westbrook was very open about those issues with that like he's a hard worker and even though he might not be the best player on the floor or make the best decisions to have somebody come teach this team how to have like a high work ethic yeah I'm not, I'm no Russell Westbrook fan but I would I would welcome that especially giving up somebody like Mike Conley like who's going to be the leader to show these people how to be a successful player and how important work ethic is are we, we just Jordan Clarkson will be showing all of our people how to square up I mean that's <laughs> we need we need Russell Westbrook I well think yeah that, it, it, I it would him. it would be Russell's team and Clarkson in a sense but like you said I don't think Jordan Clarkson's personality is that leader type like Westbrook's one of those guys that's going to get in your face if he doesn't like what's going on and that's truly the leader this team needs and maybe maybe some of that would rub off on Lowry because eventually this is going to be Lowry's team I believe but he he's got to get more of that and he doesn't have it uh I don't know if he'll ever get it, but if there's one guy that might rub off on Lowry, it would be <laughs> it would be Westbrook. And to to hit on your point, like not being the biggest Westbrook fan, I haven't been either. But I think when he's on your team, uh, you know the the grittiness and the passion and the energy that he plays with, it'd be hard not to be a fan of him when he's on your team. Yeah, I, I uh, definitely not a fan either. But I would. Sorry, Calvin, to cut you off. Ahead, no, but um, I, I'm definitely not a fan of him. But um, it, Russell Westbrook's probably one of the most inefficient players in the league, if not the most. And so he could help the tank as well. So I just, I just really want him just to, because especially him, he's one of the most loudest voices as far as uh, bad mouthing Utah, basically. Well, and what's I, been. I, I, What's been interesting, too, is time in L.A., like Callie said, like you kind of write it off. You've almost just, hey, like this doesn't count. But his time in L.A., he he actually has been fairly quiet, which is surprising. Uh, Here's the thing. Um, I think, I mean, what is the real reason that we don't like Russell Westbrook? I mean, any player, if they don't, I mean, is it because – when he sees Utah and he comes to Utah, he destroys us and talks shit while doing it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, any player is going to have issues with the racism stuff if they deal with that. I mean, Russell Westbrook is not the, the first person to have any of those issues in Utah. But most of the hate comes from, because we're on the receiving end, of him, nobody being able to stop him getting inside. If Will Hardy is able to tell him, like, to... Like, and the thing about it is that Russell Westbrook's going to move the ball. He's going to pass. He's not, you know, he makes up for a lot of those inefficiency. It's not like he's been inefficient only the last couple of years. He's been inefficient his entire career. Yeah. But he always was able to impact games by getting extra possessions and steals and rebounds and, and, and good passes and stuff like that. So, uh, uh I'm actually interested to see how what, what what would happen just to see. I mean, at this point, it doesn't matter which direction it goes. I mean, we're, right? You know, so why I, not? I mean, yeah, that's that's how I feel. It's like I would love to see it just for the entertainment value. And if you're gonna tank, you know, he he probably would 
help the tank possibly but if Especially it goes with jordan clarkson yeah <laughs> if it goes good then then he becomes an asset but personally if you're going tank like i might as well you know i might as well be entertained by russell westbrook flying around dunking blocking doing some crazy chaos stuff than you know just getting blown out every night and turning it off by the fourth quarter um, I there here's an interesting tweet. Um, this is get my shine on one says Westbrook to the Clippers sounds real on the Los Angeles Clippers official site guard Jason Preston, which I believe is a rookie jersey number zero is now number 17. <laughs> uh, Russell Westbrook to the Clippers is only a matter of time. I mean, is did he did the Clippers make this rookie change his number just to like try and show Westbrook they want him a little bit? I mean, is this like a free agency type deal, but in weird terms? Like they're hoping that he doesn't want to go to Utah. Or they could just be preparing it. I mean, it's 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 like. You know, the Clippers make sense. His family's already there. Yeah. But I think there's anything, like I, I was saying, I think I put it on Twitter, is like Russell Westbrook was completely destroyed by L.A. and whatnot. I think a lot of players, when you were talked about and blamed and trashed like he was, would some players even think about going somewhere else? Like, he, he I think he's about his money. And if he's not going to get all his money, I don't think he's going to make that move. And I, I, I just wouldn't be surprised if he did that. Like, he, he has a huge contract. And I think at the end of the day, if he get, he, I don't think he's going to take half his money. You're going to give him all of his money or he's going to keep it moving because the reality is he's not going to make this type of money again. So yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he would stay. Well, and it's, it's not as full contract the Jazz would take on. It'd be, what, like $16 million for the rest of the year? So it's like... Dude, just just try it out. I mean, I think he would sell tickets. I think he would sell jerseys. I think I, I think it yeah, let would me get be my one Russell Westbrook jersey, but just one and it's as uniform, just to say that. Yeah, <laughs> twenty eight games. <laughs> I think there's fans that would immediately go out and buy a Russell Westbrook Jazz jersey. Um, I've had a few friends that just have said, "Man, I hope he comes. I hope he comes. I hope he comes," and I think that's the the overall feeling we ran that poll the other night on do you want to see russ put on a jazz jersey and it was about 70 percent said yes it was only the other like 30 something percent said no um so let's let's dive into the game a little bit tonight oh danny ainge is trending in utah let's see what people are tweeting about here danny ainge right now jazz can't even tank <laughs> Uh, been all year long. Yeah, it's like no matter what he does, like they still just win games. No, this is boring. We don't want to look at this stuff. Um, I'm gonna go back over to the box score real quick. So Lowry had 23 for the Jazz. Pascal Siakam. It's interesting that the Toronto Raptors were in so many trade talks and really only made a move for Pirtle and they gave up way too much in my opinion just to get him back um Pascal Siakam had 35 
Larry led the Jazz with nine rebounds. Scotty Barnes led the Raptors with seven. Kelly Olynyk, good good old lunch lady, man. Uh Led the Jazz in assists with eight assists. Who's going to be the leading assist now that Mike, uh, the leading assist for the Jazz now that Mike's Mike's gone? Is it going to be Kelly? It'd be either him or Sexton, I'm sure. Kelly was a good passer, man. <laughs> Do you see that picture that they had of his of his mom? I was like, God dang, he looks just like her. My dad like, was sort of spitting image, man. Oh, man, just like her. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, Jordan, can I say something real quick? Yeah, man, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to say this because if Russell ever does end up coming here or end up listening to this podcast, he's going to appreciate me saying this. Um, a lot of people don't talk about this, but Donovan Mitchell did some stuff for like underprivileged community here, but really just the city. And I feel like Russell Westbrook has the reach and the ability and the passion to affect change across the state. And I think that's something that factors in with Brian Smith. And I feel like it doesn't get talked about enough. Um, So I just wanted to come on here and just say that briefly. Yeah, it would be a great story if he came here and um, was able to really make an impact and, and, Maybe we even re-sign him at the end of the year, right? Like, Clarkson's come here and loved it. Don, when he was here, loved it as well. And I think the uh, the look of Utah is changing for NBA players that, that come here. Um, I think it's just getting them here first. But um, I, I think with Westbrook, it, it's it's kind of like, you know, to get to I mean this is an example of me and my best friend right we didn't like each other in high school weren't friends um almost I guess maybe you could say rivals or or you've heard this story two people not liking each other and then all of a sudden they're best friends because they realize how much they're alike it, it almost would be a story like that that Westbrook and the jazz fans just did not get along and they both gave each other a chance and they became best friends like it would be a, a fantastic story what are the chances that's going to happen probably really small but if it did happen uh like you said jizzy it, it it would be he he could bridge that gap with uh the stigma around himself and the stigma around jazz fans uh how they feel about him so Westbrook, I hope you're watching. Come to Utah, bro. I hope you're watching this live right now. But I doubt you are. Here's the other thing that I thought was interesting. JC didn't play tonight. Did he travel with the team? And if he didn't, do you think he's... (laughs) I'm all about these conspiracy theories. Do you think he was out, like, showing Westbrook the town tonight? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) I I certainly hope so. Because, I mean, I mean... If you treat it almost like a free agency, like I didn't see, I didn't see JC there tonight, and they're like, "Hey, man, we need your help. If if Westbrook is gonna come here, you're gonna be the player that convinces him to come here." And 100%. you know, what if they flew Westbrook into Salt Lake, said JC stay home, 
and just talk to this guy. Show him around the town. Tell him why you love Utah. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, no pressure on you. Am I am I crazy yeah, I for thinking Jordan that? Jordan Clarkson blocked me. <laughs> what? Jordan Clarkson blocked me. Oh man. <laughs> Why am I not surprised, man? No, I made a I mean I made a slick comment <laughs> about his defense and and, and re, I guess he saw it. Ah, <laughs> oh, jeez. Damn it. <laughs> well, um. All, all seriousness, though, I I think they. You know, that's a play nobody thought about. That could probably be a real thing. Because, I mean, he didn't look sick last game. But, I, I mean, I don't saying know. He probably stayed home because he, he was drinking bottles last night. They said he was <laughs> down in the dumps last night. Maybe he maybe they just said, look, go party with Russ in, in Utah. If it happens, it happens. Just we know how, how – uh, Buddy, buddy, you were with Mike, and we're sorry we had to trade him, but take the night off. Go have a night with Russ. You know, Clarkson looked dejected, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Sitting at the end of the bench, I, I've never seen Clarkson like that. Not in his worst moments, I've never seen that. Honestly, I think the whole team was dejected. Uh, yeah. You know, they showed in their play. Yeah, Kessler's interview, just the interviews after the game. Uh, Sexton, I know that. Tonight in the post game, Sexton just was like shouting out Mike Conley. I mean, there's there's not a lot of players where every single single player that has played with him talks positively, and Mike Conley was one of those guys. He just, you know, even when he he was getting traded, he went through his entire pregame workout. He's like, I just want to do it. It's probably his routine. He's the utmost professional, and I wasn't really sad about the trade when it happened but kind of watching like the video that the jazz made for him and the the player interviews it's like man he gave us he gave us everything he had um yeah it's it's uh and even coach you know he coach said he's the best player as a first year coach he's he's a guy you want on your team um and i'm sure he made that transition for coach hardy uh, an easier one so even coach said some some words about losing him and losing Malik and losing Vanderbilt Nas like this is how we started the season these guys were part of the plan when we started the season and and what we were implementing and moving forward but Mike, Mike's a blow for a lot of jazz fans and the team just just because of the guy that he is, the teammate that he is, the the way he always came in with positive attitude. I mean, the, the dude never said anything negative. And for the most part, always smiled, competed hard, made other players better. Um, I was keeping an eye on the Minnesota game because he already played tonight. I don't think he had the greatest game for them, but I do think that he's going to make them better. Um, down... Oh, you're requesting again. Maybe you got disconnected. Did you want to say something? If he doesn't, I do have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Um. So, okay, now that I, I know the Minnesota game was obviously a bad game to kind of gauge, do you think this team is bad enough to get the results that apparently everybody, most people think, was 
to make us lose as many games as possible the rest of the year. Do you think this no. team is bad enough? No. I didn't think so either. Yeah, I, I would have said yes, like the first three quarters, but then the way they fought back tonight is like, yeah, I don't know how you're going to convince coach and with the competitiveness of Lowry, uh, THT, Sexton, Clarkson, Kessler, I don't know how you're going to convince these guys to lose. Yeah, and also, who told Rudy Gay to play tonight? <laughs> maybe Rudy Gay, maybe he feels a little free. He's like, oh, man, I'm the vet on this team now. I mean, he always was, but now he's going to get the minutes. He was getting into it with uh, Sexton a couple times just because, you know, he'd, he'd be like, hey, listen, man, you got to do this. You got to be here. And Sexton was like, no, I got to be here. But it was good to watch him as a vet be a vet and because that's normally we've seen Mike Conley do that for four years now and Rudy Gay hasn't really needed to do any of that type of stuff so it's good to see him do that I think Rudy Gay might have been checked out of the first of the season because I he probably felt like he was going to be one of those guys that was dealt in the trade and wasn't so maybe he's like all right I'm here the rest of the year like I might as well give everything I can but I think there were a few players the last couple weeks that were, I mean, you could see it in, in the team and the body language, just like, imagine not knowing where you're going to be in the next couple weeks and uprooting your entire family, trying to find a new house and, you know, trying to fit in with other teammates and wondering if you're going to play. Uh, I mean, it, it's, I know, I know we say they make a ton of money, but it, it doesn't matter. Like that, that stuff weighs on you mentally no matter who you are thinking about if you're going to be traded or not. Yeah, especially if you got family and stuff like that. People think that money cures everything, but, you know, Mike Conley has to make a decision to, you know, either keep his kids in school in Utah and him move or them uproot and move. When you got families, that's, yeah. that's they're stressful. Well, and that's the other thing with Mike is, like, him and his family really did love it here. Um there's been players that have, have come back. I know Darren Williams is here. Darren Williams is going to be part of the All-Star game coaching, uh, I think, Walker Kessler's team. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the, you know, even Gordon Hayward, I would say that once he left, realized how good it was here. Um, I think multiple people realize how good it is to, to raise a family here because there are so many rough areas throughout the nba where uh you know it, it's not the it's not the best to raise a kid <laughs> um mike conley played i'm on the box score for minnesota 25 minutes tonight shot 42 percent three for seven uh one three-pointer only three assists two steals um it's gonna take three turnovers um that's I mean, you can't judge him off his first game just f probably flying in last night. Uh, I think they'll figure that out. And I really think he's going to make Gobert better. And the one that I'm really excited for him to make better is Anthony Edwards because I think Anthony Edwards is still uh, underrated by the league. And maybe it's because he's on Minnesota, but I think Anthony Edwards is... is an all-star in this league that's mj's son you look at his face that's mj's son <laughs> he's 
just needs to shave his head and get a an earring, huh? Get some yep. get some hoops. Um, let's go back. Because last night, a lot of teams lost where we're like, all right, you know, this is helping to tank, but I want to go look at the standings after tonight. We're still sitting in 10th place. Portland's tied with us. Oklahoma is a half a game behind us. So it's like, just because we win one game doesn't mean we're still out of the tanking spot. I think LA, once they get all their players, they are two and a half games behind us they're gonna pass us up i think oklahoma could possibly pass us up so portland what the hell's going on in portland man they are like they just barely got gary payton and then he's gone and now he has he didn't pass his physical so he might be back and i was looking i was like man why didn't the jazz go after gary payton and I looked at his contract. The dude's 30 years old. I had no clue. I thought he was a young guy. Oh, wow. I did not know he was that old. Yeah. So that makes sense why we didn't go after him. Like, he's as old as Jordan Clarkson. JTA's like same age, isn't he? Um. Yeah, yeah. He is 30. But the difference is his contract's tiny. Much friendlier. Well, and and Gary Payton and JTA, they both won rings with uh, the Warriors, and they they both played good minutes for them um, in that playoff run. Man, there's going to be a whole lot of drama with those four teams here tomorrow. Yeah, what a... (laughs) I think that deal's going to fall through. Oh, definitely. Do you see he was taking, like, Tordal shots or whatever? Uh Uh-uh. Yeah, man. I didn't read the whole article. I just saw that he, it was like his abdomen. They didn't even tell Golden State he was injured. Wow. That's crazy. They tried to they tried to slip one on him. That's I mean, what them, what do you uh, think? You're not going to get a physical from the if you get traded? Like, how dumb can you be? Um, it's what what's really funny is to see how many. P- Players went back to their old team. Uh, Pirtle went back. <laughs> John Wall. <laughs> John Wall's back in Houston. Oh man, that's all. Uh, um, who else went back to their old team? I'm I'm missing. DJ Warren. Who? D'Angelo. D'Angelo. T.J. Warren. Uh, I swear there's more. George Hill went back to Indiana. Oh, George Hill. That's the other one I was thinking of. <laughs> Which, why did they get rid of George Hill? I thought he was playing good minutes for the Bucks. Was that was that part of the Jay Crowder deal? Well, I mean, you know, they got Joe Ingles. Like, he can slip in there. And they already got, what, uh, Drew Holiday and... Um... And the other dude, the little short dude, I can't think of his name. Mm-hmm. They got, they got, they don't need, they don't need uh, George Hill. You know, so I don't think, I think that was a, that was a good move. But I'm, I'm curious to know what you guys think about. I'm going to go to the Brooklyn Jazz game uh, when they come here. I need to look at the dates. I thought they were going to be playing uh, maybe like a back-to-back after the New York game, but they're not. But I'm going to I'm going to go to that Brooklyn game. That 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 perimeter defense. That team is full. Uh, the Brooklyn. 
Yeah, yeah they've got shooters, there. and and that's I the other one. Did smoked in that game. Dinwiddie went back to the Nets too. There's another one. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, forgot about that. I think he belongs there. I, I, he he really started making that team good before all the the stars ruined it. Maybe that's their idea. Like, let's just go back to the way we were. I I really liked the Brooklyn Nets before they got all the the superstars and the super team. Yeah, they had Dinwiddie and Allen, but I mean, look at—I mean, looking at it now, it's just like they don't have no massive superstars. But even Claxton can come out and guard on the perimeter. Like they have no weaknesses, at least you know six or seven deep as far as defending. They got shooting. They like have everything, just not a superstar. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. So after Cam Thomas, Cam Thomas is their superstar. Yeah, it's funny. I was listening to NBA, uh, NBA, um, uh, NBA radio today, and they were like, "Why the hell was he a second round pick?" And they were able to see, like, he 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 takes a lot of forced and bad shots, and his defense is terrible. Like, I mean, he can go get you a bucket, uh, but I don't think he'll ever be that that like crazy, like you know, superstar big name. But I think he's so he's so he's like Jordan Clarkson then. Oh, you know that, that's a good. That's, that's except for he's more. I feel like he's actually more skilled. Uh, oh, he's yeah. just more forced. Like Jordan Clarkson can look really erratic. It's not going to look really erratic with Cam Cam Thomas. So I know that that like with all these trades going down, there's some obvious teams. Everyone thinks the Suns, the Lakers, the Nuggets, Mavericks, Memphis. Like who now is your favorite and this is totally opinion in the west who do you think is going to come out of the west now who is the best team phoenix um i I don't think i think phoenix will be the best team hands down next year i don't think this year they don't kevin durant's coming back too late kind of like he won't be back until after the all-star break and they have no bench now they're going to be able to get that bench together next year. I don't think that they're going to have enough to to come out of the West completely. I could be wrong. But... That's, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. What yeah. do you say, Callie? There's an article here on NBA.com, and then I'll get to – well, uh, let's get your guys' opinion first. Anybody else have thoughts on who's going to be the I best? St- I still think it's Golden State. At the end of the day, if, if Steph Curry is healthy, that team's going to figure out a way to beat you in seven games. Yes. I mean, I mean, people are tripping on them losing these, you know, one thing. When you get in a seven-game series, you're still locked in with the most experienced finals team it, it, that, that's out there. So this, I'm, I'm still rolling with Golden State. I'm with you on Steph. Like, you can't count out Steph and Clay. Just they're, they're Steph and Clay, man. And uh, this is one of the, the most – unpredictable and bizarre trade deadlines that I can remember because especially in the West everything was just a jumbled mess and now it just feels like alright here are the dominant teams it was the whole league was shooken up in a night and all these stars moved um, and rosters were made better but um, there's an article right now that I'm looking at the top four in the West after the trade deadline. Um, Steve Ashburner still has the Nuggets as the favorite. Uh, 
which they got uh, Thomas Bryant from the Lakers, which will help them. But how much of a difference is he going to make playing behind Jokic unless they play him together? It, it could possibly work. Jokic, Jokic can play anywhere, really. He'll play eight or nine minutes <laughs> in a playoffs. I mean, how many minutes are they really going to play in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, and then uh, he's got Phoenix Suns two, Memphis Grizzlies three, Dallas Mavericks four. Um, Mark Medina has the Suns number one, Denver Nuggets number two. Wow, this is a crazy. He's he's still saying Sacramento Kings are going to land the third spot, and then Dallas Mavericks four. So nobody's in. I mean, in this article, the Lakers aren't even in there, which I also think is a little bit crazy because. It could, I mean, on paper, you add Malik Beasley, a shooter. You add D'Angelo Russell. If AD gets healthy and gets his mind right, you know, they're almost like the, the Golden State Warriors where you just can't count them out. And then they got Rucci, or, uh, Rui that's playing really well for them. I, they're, they're a big, scary team to me. I wouldn't want to see them in the playoffs no matter who I was. Um, Sean Powell on uh, NBA says Denver Nuggets one, Suns two, <laughs> Clippers three, and Memphis Grizzlies four. Uh, if Westbrook goes to the Clippers, depending on what happens here, then I could possibly see the Clippers being the third. John Schumann, go ahead. I think I mean the Clippers are I mean they are who they are I mean I think they I mean they're getting stronger as the year goes on. But. Well, the Clippers added uh, Eric Gordon, Bones Highland from Denver, and Mason Plumley. I mean they got better. Oh, oh, I forgot about that. that Mason Mason Plumley is very underrated with everything oh, he does man. outside of free throw shooting. I I, I wanted him on the Jazz. Like imagine passing? imagine Mason Plumley instead of Olenek. His rebounding, he's a good passer for a center. Yeah. Uh, defense is okay, but I think that I, I forgot about that. that's a good pickup for them. Yeah, he does everything really solid. And, and then, you know, you add Westbrook in. I mean, I like Eric Gordon, too. I think Eric Gordon could return back to form after being in pure hell in Houston. Like, that's a great pickup for them. Bones adds another bench scorer or six man, almost like a. Jordan Clarkson, so I, it's wide open. I think that. I mean, I think I don't think it's it's changed. It's it's wide open. I mean, the clip, the Lakers. I feel like you get a healthy Anthony Davis and LeBron. They're always going to be dangerous. But at the end of the day, we see that it can't be just them. And we basically just gave them two of the worst Jazz players, even though people yeah. like them. It's not that good, impactful. Well, and, and, and it, it, a Russell. It, it's the same thing with Kawhi, though. Like, you can't count Kawhi out either. You can't count LeBron out exactly. and AD. You can't That's count out Steph Curry. You can't count out Kawhi. All these guys have won rings. Like, it, it, <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's going to come down who's healthy. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it's who who's going to be healthy, and the combination of experience. If Denver runs into an experienced Clippers team or experienced Lakers team, they're going to have a problem. You know, if they're healthy. I, I mean, I'm excited for the playoffs. I think it's going to be a, a, an incredible playoff uh, series between these guys. Nobody picked the Lakers in the top five, um, but 
the point I'm kind of getting at is like every team got better that that's really wanting to compete and like there's just the west is loaded with stars man you got Kyrie now that's in the west KD's in the west now like holy crap and then but you know what that's only changed I mean it really it's 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 I'm I don't know the east believe it or not the east has been kicking the west ass all year long like every west team except for Memphis and Denver have a 500 or losing record against East Coast East Coast teams. Yeah. Hey, I want to get to Ruskin real quick. He just uh, he just our oh, Ruskin. Before you go, Scotty Nation on YouTube. He says, "Can I have a shout out?" Sorry, bro. I just saw this. Hopefully, you're still there. But uh, Scotty Nation, what up? Um, Ruskin, go ahead, man. I just approved you. You there? Unmute, maybe? There Can you, go. you hear me? Yeah, we got oh, you. Oh, sorry. You're all good. Uh, no, I just wanted to, to bounce back to, like, when you, what you're, you're saying about, like, the Raptors and what they were doing. And so I think I think the thing it boiled down to is listening to some beat writers. I listened to some pods last night, and then I listened to Masai's uh, presser that he did. And it kind of came down to we were getting offers for OG, um, Fred, and Gary Trent. But the thing is, is we were mainly getting just picks. And Masai wanted, like, at least one young good player for OG along with picks. That's why you were hearing, like, Dyson Daniels from New Orleans or Shadon Sharp from um, Portland and nobody was wanting to include players. They were wanting to just do picks. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the report out that after Kyrie, like, made his trade demand, um, Kevin Durant went out and said he wanted the Nets to trade for Pascal. Um, So there was talks there. So there were offers there, and we just didn't, weren't getting quite what we wanted um i think Masai is he he knows that it's the end of this experiment like we're a team of six nine long-armed wings who can't shoot and apparently can't defend (laughs) this season and so the answer to that is to go trade away our first round pick next year for a seven foot center who shoots 85 of percent of his shots within 10 feet of the basket like yeah something's gotta give so and what's what's the feel at you as a raptors fan but like overall are, are you guys mad that more wasn't done or is it just all right wait for the off season it's more that, more that wasn't done like in a bubble Setting it aside, bringing back Yak is a good move. But the thing is, is that doesn't solve our shooting. And that's the problem. Like, that's the main problem. Because it, it doesn't matter how many times, you know, we we get a defensive stop if we just go down and throw the ball away. Yeah. And Masai thinks that 
we'll get back on track and everything. And tonight was a, a pretty poor example of it. I mean, I was at work, so I wasn't watching the game, but I checked the score and it was like we were up by 13 in the beginning of the fourth quarter or something like that. Double yeah. digits. Had yeah. a double digit lead. And I checked it, and I checked it after the game was over, and I was just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> I, honestly, I couldn't believe we came back, but I, I was going to ask you that too. Like, is that something that's been typical with the Raptors to just give up leads in the fourth quarter? Yes, because our starters play 40 minutes. They're like, tired? We don't, yeah, we don't. Our bench is awful. <laughs> we, we've traded away so many picks to try to get to this point that like it's really biting us in the butt because we don't have great like college prospect guys from you know in the second round yeah like christian coloco could be good but he's young he still makes dumb foul decisions uh i've had it with malachi flynn like he can fly off somewhere else i don't have any faith in him um well, he had he had a sick dunk tonight. If that matters. Well, good for him. <laughs> like, uh, he doesn't need, he doesn't do much for us. Yeah, it's just this this iteration of our franchise, this iteration of our team is done. And Masai even said that in his press conference. He's like, I don't know, I don't know what this next step is this culture rebuild or whatever it's going to have a name and it's going to happen so there's going to be some tear down and the thing he mentioned too with the trades was the trades the way they were structured is they're still going to be in place like they're still going to be offered in the off season but the thing is is in the off season there's 29 losers and one winner so there's 29 other teams doing something trying to get better. Yeah. Whereas right now, you know, maybe half that. Well, so, is there one guy on the team that that you guys would like want to keep or is it just dude, get rid of everything, restart from scratch? So, Scotty's number 1. Scotty's they say Scotty's untouchable. Okay. Uh I think I think OG would be more untouchable or like the next most untouchable if it wasn't for him having the most value in a trade because yeah. he's one of the best wing defenders in the league. He'll bring you the most assets probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um honestly, I say get rid of Van Vliet, get rid of Pascal and get rid of OG uh, keep Gary Trent at your starting shooting guard Scotty Barnes is your small forward number you know power forward start Precious at power forward and then I you like know, Precious yeah Precious has been balling for us yeah um, but so Siakam how old is Siakam uh, I think he's like twenty eight. Okay, I mean, I, I, I think he could help another team, and and I don't know what his value is now, but man, when Kawhi was there, he, he was balling out of control, and he was a huge part of that championship. 
Oh, for sure. It's just teams have figured out how to, you know, cancel out what we do. Like, cancel out this, like, constant, like, switching, driving the basket, dish the ball out. Like, our high-octane offense isn't high-octane anymore because it's just we're our, – our passes aren't – are sloppy. Like, it's just not effective, especially when teams know that the ball is just going to come back into the paint because we don't have outside shooters. Yeah. So my question of the night is, are the Jazz better than we thought, or are the Raptors that bad, or is it just a fluke win? I, yeah, we kind of we, we kind of hit on this a little bit, but like, I think there's there's still when we started the season so hot, there's there was a fight in this team where they just didn't give up, and tonight I kind of thought, oh man, this team is definitely, but. It could have been, you know, them just trying to mentally get past the trade. And once they got into the flow of the game, the fact that they didn't just roll over and die tells me that this team's still better than we think they are. Yeah, and, and I would say that's the opposite for Toronto because we just fell apart on yeah. our home court. And... After. Yeah, you guys did. You guys went in. T- you guys went so cold within the last two minutes. Like they weren't even bad shots. It just <laughs> you guys could not hit a damn shot. Well, and it's just like this was supposed to be such a big game. You know, first game with 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 Yak back, and like everybody in the franchise loves him. Like the the people who own the company and everything, and so this was supposed to be some big, you know homecoming for him and I just yeah he's a great player but I just don't see the value that he adds because now we have another guy that we have to re-sign at the end of the season or else we threw away a first round pick for nothing do you feel like you guys gave up way too much for Pirtle yep way too much yeah so do I did anybody um, notice the um I know it's a little different on Russell Westbrook, like his status change, or I won't say status, but like his, in his, um, I guess like where you put like profile information, it says, why not, question mark. No. A lot of people think that it alludes to coming to Utah, like why not. When did that change? Bro, why yeah, not? It just changed today, so. Can I can I say something about that, dude? I think he's reading our our thread, guys. Somebody in our thread said, "Why not?" Uh, so why not is actually Russell. That's his shoe brand. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Don't oh, tell so us so that. Right. We we want to so talk long. about we, why we not Utah. Our thread. Come on. <laughs> so I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to put as many things in the universe. Out there. Like I'm all over Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, just tagging him and everything i've emailed his company i want him here man i I love it 300 yeah but but if that's his shoe company and i mean what what if he's like man what if this is a sign that why not utah that's what i'm saying that's crazy i mean it could be a subliminal message of that he just changed that what was it before does anybody know get some some twitter fiend to tell us his shoes I'm are sure Reddit will tell you. Wait, so he's he's with the Jordan brand on his shoes, though, right? 
so yeah what what's the why not that's his like uh like you know how slogan LeBron's got the king uh and jordan's got air jordan is kind of like his branch off of that like jaw's got the jaw ones now yeah these shoes are sweet it, it, if anything now i want him to come to utah just so i can go buy me a new new pair of jordans as soon as he signs a contract here i'm buying a pair oh yeah dude, dude what if he comes out with like a pair of mountain jordans that'd be sick those you know they would be stupid dude i love jordan shoes they're still the best brand of shoes in my opinion well russ please come man uh i think i'm gonna i, I think i'm gonna name this podcast episode russ why not yeah, and put his Twitter handle in there. And put his Give Twitter handle. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna go. We we really talked about Russ probably 90% of this. Um, Ruskin, I'm I'm glad you hopped on and gave us a little bit of what the Raptors fans are going through and what you guys think of them. Um, thanks for letting us win tonight. Well, I kind of actually wanted to lose for the tank, yeah. but yeah, thank you for winning. <laughs> um. So yeah, come come back and join us anytime. I don't know if the Jazz and Raptors play again. We play no, again tomorrow in New York. I believe our uh, our new guys will be able to play. Um, it'll be fun to watch them. Doak Doak had a great night tonight. We didn't even talk about Wecker Wecker Walker Kessler's uh, career high in points tonight with twenty three. Um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. I guess I guess all of our mindset is on, still on Westbrook and uh, the trade deadline and seeing if this is going to go through. Do we think that Russ plays before March first, or is it going to be for sure after yeah, March first? No, he's gonna he he'll make a decision. I I kind of have the feeling that he's gonna go to All Star Weekend and hang out in Utah and yeah, then make his yeah. decision after that. I like it. Yeah, we can sell him on Salt Lake with All Star Weekend. Yeah, we can go make some Westbrook signs. Why not? We can go stand outside the arena. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a campaign going. You guys want to try and get a billboard like we did for Hayward? It could be called Why Not Nation. Why not? Why Not Nation. <laughs> hey, uh, I've got too much going on, but if one of you guys do wants we, to get on that, I'll, I'll start spreading it around. Do we have a Why Not, uh, 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 what's the train, the... Hashtag the Ochai train, but instead of the why not train. Yeah, let's let's start up. Let's just start using the why not hashtag, uh, and and tagging Russell Westbrook and everything. I I love it because of this shoe. So, let let's freaking do it, Jazz Jasketball Nation, Jazz Nation, Jazz fans. Let's freaking do it. Thanks for let's go. Thanks for being on, guys. Uh, we'll catch you again tomorrow. I'll probably do a, another late podcast just because I'm trying to spend some time with my family. I feel like I'm neglecting my kids, and uh, it's the weekend, so um, I'll keep you guys posted. And thanks for tuning in. See ya.